Today, we remember and celebrate what is true every day, that we feast with the saints of God. Those people of faith whose lives have illumined the way for the rest of us, who live on eternally in a reality ever so barely, thinly veiled from our own thickened senses. We often remember them with a somewhat pious regard, but we would do well to remember them as they have also been described as those eccentric, lopsidedly love-drunk people. We remember, for instance, St. Teresa of Avila, who said, I have no defense against affection. I could be bribed with a sardine. And St. Spiridon, who woke up one night to find thieves stealing his sheep. After lecturing them about the need to find respectable work, he prayed over them and sent them off with his finest ram. In the morning, he explained, lest they have stayed up all night for nothing. <laughs> and St. Columba, who abandoned the shelter of his beehive hut, and his duties as abbot on a cold and barren isle to spend three whole days and nights nursing an exhausted crane back to life. In the same way that we speak of a string of ponies or an exaltation of larks, we call these people the communion of saints. Not only because Holy Communion is usually what we are doing when we remember them, but also because we believe that's what they are doing with God and one another. We trust that they are communing, dissolving in gratitude for each other's company at that great banquet where there is no longer sighing and no more tears, where there's no longer pain, but only rejoicing because God is no longer hard to find, but right there dwelling among them for good and forever. So there's the party, the communion of saints. But what really sets this day apart is that it's a day when new saints are made. By the time this service is over, we will have baptized four infants. And worldwide, the church will have baptized hundreds more of all ages. For a saint is, at its simplest, a member of the body of Christ, the family of God, who has been set aside through baptism to carry on Christ's work in the world. And soon also, the rest of us will be joining in a renewal of those vows we made, or which were made on our behalf, at our own baptism, which means that there are many saints in this church this morning who have promised to strive for justice and peace among all people and to respect the dignity of every human being, who have pledged to search the face of every stranger for the face of God's beloved, loving the neighbor as the self, who have committed to be the walking, talking good news of God in the flesh, who remain in community with one another no matter how difficult that turns out to be by following in the teaching and the prayers 
and the practice and in the fellowship of all those saints who have gone before. All Saints, then, is a day when we remember those who have preceded us in the faith, even as we add to their numbers, and when we renew our own baptismal promises. A hundred years from now, God willing, someone will remember us for handing on what was first handed to us. If you can name the person or the people who have drawn you into this fellowship of faith, into this holy communion, you might ask yourself, what was it about them that embodied the faith so clearly that you wanted it for yourself, that you became curious enough to show up? Do that, and you may have your own job description for what you are called to do and be for those who come after you. Practice what Gandhi calls, called the evangelism of the rose. Be so beautifully who God has made you to be that your fragrance draws others to want to hang around with you. Let God's word be made flesh in you and see what happens next. Well, this might be a good time to stop and wonder just what is this thing we call faith that we have inherited and that we're expected to pass along. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. For some, it means what we are to believe or to think about Jesus, that he was born of a virgin, that he died for our sins, that he is resurrected from the dead. Keeping the faith, in this sense, means getting the beliefs right. One has faith, in this sense, because faith, in this sense, is a noun. Faith is something to be possessed, and once possessed, something to keep. But I know other people who use faith in an almost complete opposite way. They're not sure what they believe, and even the things they do believe have a way of shifting under their feet. So when they speak of faith, they mean that they have decided to trust what they can never know for sure. For them, faith is a matter of trusting that God is and that God is trustworthy. In this usage, one lives in faith. For these, faith is not a noun, something to possess, but a verb, a participation in a way of being. Listening to this morning's reading from the Revelation to John and the dream of God it describes, we might wonder, however, whether faith is utter foolishness, at least as we look around at the world as it is, read the news, prepare to vote, no one can look back on the appalling, dispiriting news of the recent weeks and months without feeling a kind of emotional exhaustion, perhaps even doubt. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. 
And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride for her husband. Faith is continuing to read a text like that for 2,000 years, even though it has never yet come true. Faith is continuing to look for a new Jerusalem, even though the one we see in the news is so old and battered, it hurts to look upon. Faith is continuing to trust that God has a wedding in mind and not awake, in spite of all the evidence to the contrary. See, I am making all things new. That's what the one who is seated on the throne said to John of Patmos in his vision. If we believe that, if we trust that, then in the words of Flannery O'Connor, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you strange. See, I am making all things new. I am making you new. I am making the world new. I am making the church new. You can't see? Don't worry. It's someone else's job to make the world new. Our job is to hold the vision, to be the lens through which the light and love and renewing vitality of God is refracted into the world. We are God's love-drunk eccentrics, a strange people who wear wedding clothes to wakes. We are the ones who believe what we cannot know, who trust what we cannot see. As we act anyway on the baptismal promises that turn us into little saints through whom God's vision may be glimpsed. Write this, the Holy One told John of Patmos, for these words are trustworthy and true. May God bless us with faith to live these words as well. May our lives be worthy of the saints who have gone before. May our decisions and our actions be light along the way for Ruby, Hattie, Livy, Kate, and William baptized here today and may their lives in turn illumine the way for the saints to come until finally, one day, we are all gathered together anew and see for ourselves God's vision fully revealed. In the name of the one who shows us how, amen. <laughs>